saying it's Woodrow with Keith how you doing we got a uh, special episode today we got what you call a mask off what, what's the mask off baby mask off is just what it suggests we're taking your mask off we're getting real we're gonna be who you are talk to somebody that yes. does something better than what we do a lot better this cat <laughs> a lot better so without further ado why don't you introduce yourself who are you my name is Liam what do you do Liam um, I am a, I work in the entertainment industry, so to speak. Is that uh, what you call destruction of human beings these days? Destruction of human beings. Okay. <laughs> so I am a professional mixed martial, martial artist, and I, I also work in waste management on the side. All right. What are we drinking today, Liam? We're drinking some 15-year-old Glenlivet single malt scotch whiskey. Oh my goodness, this is top shelf uh, shit. So, that's yeah. for your boy, uh... That's for my snapper boy. Yeah. That's for my snapper. Shout out to snapper. So what we do at the beginning of any interview, we just throw some uh, me 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 questions. You ever heard a singer trying to get in there? Clear the voices. Yep. Just loosen you up, man. Get my brain so I got out some preliminary questions I want to ask you right off the top. All right. Has a sporting event ever made you cry? Sporting event ever made me cry? I have participated in sporting events where I have cried. Yes. Well, I would say as an adult. What about as an adult? As an adult man, being over the age of eighteen, have I participated in a sporting event where I've cried? Yes. Have I watched a sporting event where I have cried? Not that I can remember, unless it's one of those sports documentaries where they give you like a little bleep of them going through their lives, like, "Oh, my sister died ten minutes before I was about to compete." Then I'll get teary eyed. All right. So the answer is yes. Yes. The answer is right. yes. Were you breastfed as a child? Yes. Ooh, sexy. Until I was smart. 15 years old. <laughs> <laughs> that explains a lot, right? No there, comment for Leave my mom alone. A <laughs> uh, song you're embarrassed to admit you like? So, anything by Miley Cyrus. Anything mm. by Miley Cyrus. So, you're a Miley Cyrus. Maybe fan. Wrecking Ball and uh, what's the you other just one? just want the video. What's the other one? Wrecking Ball uh, and. You're talking not to the audience. Oh, yeah, like her two. Uh, no, really he's talking to the right audience, just oh, not you your audience. Miley, you were Miley? Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. So anything about Miley Cyrus, you're embarrassed to admit you like. Yeah. A famous person that you want to fight. Famous person that I want to get into a fist fight with. I'm going to have to think about that. Can we come back to that one? That is a good question. And the last one, are there any ugly babies? Have you ever seen a baby? Yes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for cutting me off. When when they come out, I'm just like, probably should let that one bake for a little bit longer. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Not Yeah. Or don't show it until its face is popped out. So. What, did you bring protection for this interview? No, uh, you. I brought okay. you. Right. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> I brought protection. Guys, if you hear me talking like this for a little bit, that means I got my mouthpiece in, in case this motherfucker gets shark eyes, okay? Because them fighters, they flip a little bit sometimes. You ask them shit, their eyes just go black. I'll leave the mouthpiece in. This, we got two rules here. First rule is, don't kick my ass. <laughs> Second rule is, if you kick, if you start to kick my ass, can I get my mouthpiece in yes. and grab the fucking... 
baseball and, bat I got just to fend you off. And you're going to need man. a cup, too, just for safety. Because, you know, a lot of guys think they can fight, but a professional fighter, you mm-hmm. guys see the human body different. Yes. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. So do me a favor and, and talk about your background. Talk about what got you into fighting. Talk about uh, your techniques, how you see things as a yeah. fighter. Can I pause things for just one second? Go ahead. I got I, I to gotta give a shout-out to your You're on a podcast a little while ago. Uh, Savage Gentleman, is that right? Savage Man Podcast, yes. Yeah, you right can on. check so that Savage, out on... Excuse me, sorry. Savage Gentleman Podcast, I apologize. Right, yes. yeah, you can check that out on SoundCloud. I believe they're on, on iTunes, I believe. Yes. Um, it was manly versus not manly, and, you, and they brought up something, and, and I wanted to argue with you about this. Yes. Baking. Baking. Manly or not manly, and I, I'm a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I'm going to argue that... Baking is manly. I feel very manly when I'm doing it. Plead your case, sir. Please, I want to hear it. <laughs> well, Actually, no, I've, I'll take that back because I've had your cupcakes and your cookies. Fucking delicious. And, and I, I did a little caveat to that statement. I said, if anyone brings me baked goods, it's appreciated. Right, and <laughs> as the as the one that bakes, I think that I'm pretty manly. So that's, so that's all I got. Oh, I just feel like agree I'm there. I, I feel well, like uh, the attention that I get from it is I feel very manly. The correct answer would be was who's baking the cookies? If this man sitting across from us her masked off guest is baking the cookies, manly all the way. Mm. If it's you sure. baking them, <laughs> I got some things to say about it, okay? <laughs> what if I'm baking wearing nothing but an apron? You can wear what you want, brother. Just don't kick me in the head. Preferably just an apron. That'd be all right. Nice. All right, sorry. Go back to what were you saying? I asked him about his training, his background. What made you get into it? Let me ask you, were you bullied as a kid? Uh, start that off. So I moved to this country when I was about eight years old from, uh, from Australia. Okay. And I grew up in the small Bible Belt of southern Utah. And I was one of two one of two or three non-Mormons. And I was one of two Irish Catholics in my entire school. Okay. Um, so I had a weird accent. Um, people didn't, un- didn't really understand my religion. Um, I had a weird accent. So... You, know, you had an Australian accent? I, yes, I had a very thick Australian accent at the time. So I got bullied a, a little bit just due to that. People didn't know my name. People thought it was weird. I wasn't like a typical Utah name, mm-hmm. like everyone else in this state. So I got bullied a little bit um, due to that. But my, my father, the, the house I grew up in, um, it's, it's kind of weird. Like my mother is a very hardcore pacifist. She's opposed to anything violent. And my father is... Very similar in a lot of ways, except for when it comes to sticking up for yourself. He, okay. th- he thinks you need to be very violent with people at times. So that's that's <laughs> the like way that dad. I was raised. My, my dad said, always protect yourself and always, always, no matter what, protect your sister. So, so you say so protect your sister. Protect older your sister. or younger? Uh, two years older. Two years older. So yeah. protect your sister. So your father was like, overdo it. Yes. If somebody pushes your sister, don't push him back. Push him back and tear their neck off. If someone chooses you, be a man. Got so, it. Yeah. Okay. And so that's kind of what he, he ingrained in me in a young age. And um, so I kind of had to fend for myself a little bit from time to time. And But I don't think it really made me an aggressive person. I wouldn't say that I was someone that was bullied mm-hmm. all the time. Um, I always thought I was a tough guy because I played football and I lifted weights. So Starting I could, at what age? Um, started lifting weights um, in, in ninth grade. Okay. Started getting very, very serious about the end of my junior year because I was very tall, very skinny. Uh-huh. Weighed about a buck sixty, and I, and I put on. A, I ended up weighing about two hundred five when I left high school, which isn't saying much, but coming oh, from really? my frame, yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, I, I put on a lot of weight. Ended up playing college football. Played college football for five years. Redshirted my my freshman year. But four years after that, 
Um, I started for four years. I was all conference for three, academic all conference for three. So I got some time Damn. in, which was nice. But it was, it, it? I played a small Division three school um, called Beloit College. So everyone's probably always playing D three, bro. I was, but I was a two position starter. Okay. Uh, first so, team so all conference. You said academic all American as well. So no, no, academic all conference, all conference. Academic. All academic, all conference. All conference, as well as uh, all conference uh, defensive end and punter. What's your degree well. in? So you're not just a media? No, well, not really. All so right. I, I, I got a degree in political science and history. I'm not going to sit here and, and spill the world to you, but no, I had to work, outwork everybody to kind of okay. get, get to where I was. I'm not the smartest guy. I can't just get wasted on a Friday night and take a test on Saturday and be good. So I had to kind of work at... Uh, well, you can do that. You're just going to flunk the test. Yes. I did that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... When I got done playing uh, football in college, uh, I was about 240 pounds, a weight at which my body wasn't very, uh, wasn't very efficient. It was good for football. It's good for a six-second play, but it's not good for a 15-minute fist fight, that kind of weight, mm-hmm. that kind of strength, uh, that type of muscle mobility and flexibility and, and those type of things. It's just not very efficient for a fight unless the fight lasts 10 seconds. Sure. You're going to get tired. Okay. So... About a year after college, I went back to my old, old high school coach for a year, kind of looked myself in the mirror. I was just like, what am I doing? Like, So I moved to Salt Lake, and I started training at Jeremy Horn's Elite Performance Gym. And anyone, anyone that's listening, if you don't know who Jeremy Horn is, you should Google him right now. He's had more uh, – there's only one other human being in the world that's had more professional MMA, MMA fights than he has. Um, he's fought for the UFC belt twice. Oh, he, he's a savage. He's – 40, I want to say he's 44 and he's still fighting. Like, he's never been knocked out. He's never been cut. Oh, my goodness. Dude's a beast. He's choked out Chuck Liddell. He's knocked out Forrest Griffin. He's finished. Chuck Liddell? Choked out Chuck yeah, Liddell. Yeah, so, so he was at the nexus of UFC. Like, oh, yeah. Chuck Liddell is one of the things that built UFC, correct? Absolutely. Okay. And he absolutely is. And he's and any person that's followed any type of MMA longer than five or six years will knows who he is. Uh, okay. he's, fin- he's finished Chael Sonnen three times. Just just, uh, just to give you a little bit of a background. Anyway, so I started training with him. And my thought of going into it was, I'm just going to train to stay in weights. So I was kind of tired of going to the gym, lifting heavy weights with all the other meatheads. Okay, let me stop you for a second. Okay. How'd you meet Jeremy Horn? If he's this epic fighter, how'd you meet him just coming into the game? So I met him actually coming into the game. I used to corner uh, my good buddy, Sean O'Connell. He used to fight in the UFC. Everyone probably knows him for... His uh, his weigh-ins. He does really witty weigh-ins, and they're very funny. So everyone knows him off of the UFC. Yeah. So okay. he's got like 60 million views, like on his weigh-ins, like on that they film and put on to, to YouTube. So I used to corner for him before he was really started training, but he would just fight anyway. And I met him at a fight down in St. George. I met him and shook his hand. He's a very personable guy, uh, very nice guy, but very humble guy. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, I'm Jeremy Horn. A very kind guy. It made it seem like he was like, you can come to my gym anytime you want. Okay. But I was living in, in uh, Cedar City at the time down in southern Utah, and I just didn't kind of figure out where my life's next direction was at the time. I was about 23, and uh, a few months after that, I moved up to Salt Lake and started training with him. And when I first started training with him, he was he's very nice. He's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, he takes you under his wing. Uh, he knew I had an athletic background, so that kind of helped. And um, I think with those kind of guys, he's going to give you more of a – more to, he's going to take you more under his wing, so to speak, and he's sure. going to push you a little bit and uh, see if he, you know, ultimately you want to fight. And uh, my first six months at the gym, I was just like, I'm just doing this to stay in shape until this is like, nope, you're fighting. Oh, you're on our shit. next so card. So they saw something in you. Yeah, so he did. And he's just like, you know, I think you can be really good. I think you're, you're very talented. You're a natural athlete. And you got big bones, and the big bones hurt people. So, you know. <laughs> so, 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 that, so <laughs> that, that is true then when they say, oh, 
they're not fat. They're just big bones. Big that's bone. a thing. <laughs> that okay. is a thing. I just want yeah. to clarify that. So that's how I got into mixed martial arts. It was a way to stay in shape. I was 40 pounds in like three months. And I uh, fought my first fight at light heavyweight, and now I am Okay, a, wait. Well, stop at that first fight. Were you scared going in there? Yes, I was very nervous. And Terrified I'm, or just nervous? I'd say more nervous with a little bit of anxiety and a touch of terrified. Okay. What are you versed in? Because I know guys do jiu-jitsu. Jiu- they do uh, Muay Thai. Muay Thai. They do yeah. boxing. There's guys that you know wrestling. What is your verse? What, what do you? What is your go-to fight? So my go-to is is more stand-up. However, Jeremy Horn is more of a ground fighter. He's okay. known for his elite level of jiu-jitsu. And grappling, he's he's very very good. He's trained with the best guys out of Militech, and he's bought the best of their world slash places in Japan and Oman, other places that he trained for his career, and, and kind of as a pioneer of the game, brought them all over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's he's very technical on the ground. However, my stand up just kind of started to excel um, there naturally, and so I, I kind of took off with it and um, ran with it a little bit, and that's where I started to excel more. Um, however, when I first started, um, I was more Probably a little bit more versed on the ground. I'd be more competent to take fights to the ground because I felt more comfortable there. But as my career progressed, um, my striking level um, progressed even further, and mm-hmm. I was able to feel a lot more confident on my feet. So growing up, did you get into a lot of fist fights? I know you had to protect the sis, you had to protect the house. What, what did he say? What is it? We must protect this house. <laughs> so, so that was you. You the house protector. So when shit went wrong, your father let you off the leash to go protect you, your sister, the uh-huh. fucking lawn, the goddamn cat, whatever. That was you. So did you get a lot of fights coming up? I wouldn't say I got into a lot of fights, but I wasn't the person that was going to back down from it either. I mean, if, if it came looking for me, I was, I was like, okay. Um, but I was my father, the, the only one thing about fighting was, he's like, just don't get expelled from school. And, and I, it's like that's the only thing. So he gets, he's like he gets suspended. He gets suspended. He's like just don't get expelled. So I was like okay, don't get expelled. You can get yeah. suspended. Don't get yeah. expelled. So right. I got in a few fights like here and there, where places where I'm not going to get caught. So he was saying don't knock teeth out, break a nose, possibly no, maybe black and line. It's like if you get in a fight, just don't do it at school. I'm like okay, okay all yeah, right. it sounds reasonable enough. And I grew up with a lot of friends that were very mouthy. Okay. And so okay. I was kind of the, the tough guy of the group. So yeah. I was kind of got nominated, but oh, my boy will beat you up. Uh, so I got kind of got thrown uh, into them. Yeah, fight your own fight. Yeah. Don't get me in a fight. Right. So, so that's where a lot of my trouble came in as, as a youth, but never got in any trouble. Nothing nothing too crazy. Just a few fist fights here and there with uh, kids from out of town. And okay. Yeah, nothing too extravagant. It wasn't like I grew up in Hawaii or places in Compton or Watts where like, they're out just scrapping every day. Okay. So but, have you traveled to, to train? I have. Where have you gone to train? Um, I moved to Australia in 2000 and I want to say about eight or nine. Uh-huh. And I was going to grad school there and I was training at, and teaching at a, at a gym out in Australia called XFC. Uh, I was training out there for a little bit. Actually, the time I lived there was about three years. Trained for three years out there. Moved back here and I've actually spent some time in Thailand as well training out there. I just got back about a month ago. And um, my last two fights, um, I've been able to train in Thailand for about two weeks uh, as part of my camp to go out there and train for a little bit and uh, come back here. Is that scary going out there and, and fighting? So, like, like if, if you fight in the States, I mean, 
I assume it's a community, and you know a guy's record, you know his first, you can find out, oh, he beat this guy, and I kicked that guy's ass, or he lost this guy, and I kicked that guy's ass. When you go to Thailand, I would assume you know nothing about the people over there. Yeah, you don't, unless, unless like, they're big UFC caliber guys or Bellator guys that are world-renowned, like, and, you, you know, you're sparring with some of these guys, and they're they're legit uh, savages. I mean, they're, they're good. Like, you know who they are. Okay. And some of these, these places that I trained at, there's legit world-class fighters that are there, whether it be a Muay Thai guy or an MMA guy. And there's guys from Chechnya, there's guys from all over the world. And some of these Chechnya and Dagestani dudes, I'll tell you, they are a different breed of human being. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They are bred at the age five to wrestle, to do sambo, and to kill people. They're and like Spartans. That's all they know, yeah. yeah. Like, they're not allowed to have feelings, yeah. And it's, that's essentially how it is. Yeah. And so, no, I, can I, I use that? Not allowed to have feelings. Can yeah, I use that? Can I like use, that. Yeah, you can, you can use that whenever you want. <laughs> okay. Incorporation of Liam. No, I'm just kidding. But no, you can use that whenever you want. But no, I, I got an opportunity to train out there for about two weeks, and then I went back again. I only got to train out there for about a week, but I didn't have a fight at the time the last time I went. But each time I go out there, there's professional savage out there. That's all they do. Is they all, that's all they do is train. And I was able to train with them and I held my own with them and I felt very good about it and felt confident about it. Even though this last time I went, I was very out of shape. But mm-hmm. I was still able to hold my own, which was... I've seen something. Yeah, it does. Especially when I'm coming off of an injury and I'm about 20 pounds overweight and okay. I was not used to the humidity anyway. No, I was, I was happy to hold my own with some of these high-level athletes. So Does the... How's the elevation, I mean, between there and here... As a runner, I know, you know, when I go... Oh, um, bringing up running again. Yeah, yeah. So, wood, wood runs, guys. <laughs> so, so when I run... Wood it, runs far. <laughs> when I go to, you know, to coast, I can run considerably better. How is it compared to, you know, overseas versus over here? I imagine that would be different as far as training and being able to stamina and different things. Does it affect you at all? Or the it... only thing that has ever affected me, and this, is, this affected me in college football greatly, so we have dry air here and right. we're up at high altitude altitude has never affected me in my entire life however mm-hmm. humidity will absolutely cripple me okay. so it, wow. it, it crippled me in college playing football and when i went out there i was in uh, the first time i went out there when i was training for a legitimate fight and i was about buck 88 so i was close to like my my fight weight before i started cut um i was in very good shape um, i was in very good shape in utah you know about five and a half thousand feet I go into humidity, and after a few rounds, I'm just like, it's like breathing under boiling water. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. so much. If you don't go there and get used to it, for yeah. me personally, it's incredibly challenging to, to breathe and to acclimate to that type of climate. So I found a lot of trouble uh, going down to Thailand to train. Here's the thing that I respect about you guys, okay? So you guys fight for a sport. I, I you know, I fought, I'm street fight. Mm-hmm. I've never been in a ring. I've never been in an octagon. Mm-hmm. I don't understand shaking somebody's hand after they kick your ass, mm-hmm. okay? What would bother me about the shit you do mm-hmm. is getting kicked in the face by another man's foot, toenails scraping across your face. That would set me off. How, how, how do you, is that something you deal with? Is that something you think about? Is that something you just say, you know what, it's not gonna happen? You know what I mean? Because I see you guys kicking each other in the face and to go from the, I can get punched in the face all day long because mm-hmm. that's from here to there. Yep. But a kick in the face is three, four feet up. Mm-hmm. I would think you see it coming, but you don't. No. How do you, is it, you know what I mean? Like, like, is that something that, that resonates with you in terms of, 
I can't let this guy put his dirty fucking foot in my face. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's not so much that as I don't want to get knocked out in front of my family and friends. Okay. And, and the funny thing about kick is they're just, they're, if they know how to do it well, they'll disguise them with punches. So they're going to put punches in your face and they're going to come upstairs with a kick or they're going to go low and hit you in the leg. So that's, that's where, the, where those combos are set up. Um, so you get used to it in training. And, it, and I think the, yeah, the other point that you mentioned um, about having this, this hate or this uh, teenage suburban angst to go out and get this kid that's throwing punches at you. The thing with martial arts is once you start training it, like your ego gets put in check almost like that second. Okay. And it's almost a permanent thing. Um, I don't know if it's like you're, you're getting so much endorphins released while you're training or you realize like this kid weighs 50 pounds less than me and he can beat my ass. And it's, and it's that way for your first year of training is dudes will put your ego in check. So I was an all conference football player. I was stronger than everyone. I was a better athlete than everyone. I went in there and I got wrecked by dudes half my size, whether we're training on the ground, we're boxing, whatever it might be. I would just go out and get wrecked. And so I'm like, what in the hell is going on well, with my life? I can relate to that because I said across from you, yeah. right now you're what, 185, 190? I'm about 205 right 205. now. 205, yeah. okay. I, I weigh substantially more than that. And I know for a fact, you take my knees, you, you take them out. You know? <laughs> and like I said, I got the mouthpiece, I got the bat just in case something goes fucking sour here. You know what I mean? So I, I, I can respect that. Uh, so let me, let, me, let me ask you a question. Is, what's your mindset before a fight? Mm-hmm. Like to go out there and... This guy, you know, he didn't spit on your mama. He mm-hmm. didn't. He didn't do nothing. He assisted. Dad didn't say go get him. Mm-hmm. You know, you just. I, I. I can't. I can't. The mindset. I just that that them shark eyes you get. Mm-hmm. Seeing guys at weigh-ins or seeing guys, you know, at the ring for the rules and shit. Them shark eyes you get. How do you pull that out of you? What What is it? It's just the fear of losing. No, I think it's a willingness and a want to still compete. Um, I don't see myself as a sadistic or malicious person where I want to go out and beat people up. I want to go out and I want to showcase my skills. I want to go out there and beat a guy in a physical game of chess, a, a game of chess between two men, the most natural form of combat that yeah. there is, you know, yeah, probably the oldest too. Yeah. Huh? And it really is, you know, you look at back way back at like Pancrase and the old, um, Olympics where there was that's all there was was, mm-hmm. was man to man combat and I believe it was called pancration back in back in the Greek era where it's just two men that went out and fought there's old statues of Greek uh, gladiators that had cauliflower ears because they got oh, into shit. involved in Greco Roman wrestling I didn't know. and that's what they did and it's one of the oldest sports in the world and um, so did it take you a a mindset to get from because. For the record, I'm gonna put it out there. I'm one, one, and one in fights in my life. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about, tell me about your no contest before I, we continue. I was, all the categories. I, I won one fight in junior high. I tied one in elementary, and I lost to my brother a whole bunch, but it counts as once. <laughs> Just one so, human being. It counts as one but, time. But, but I get I get mad at people. And I want to fight them. So how do you go from wanting to fight them because you're upset and protecting something or whatever the case may be to then going just to compete so if you go out there you know with any type of rage or mm-hmm. wanton destruction you're going to get tired very fast mm-hmm. so when you're fighting profession you need to be very efficient with your punching with your clinching with whatever physical move you use you need to be very efficient what you do you can't run a 15 minute sprint okay, okay? you got to pace yourself you know, and you got to know how much energy you're willing to expend um with a particular combination or a grappling move or whatever it might be, because if you 
lose or you don't finish someone or you don't get a submission or whatever it might be, you might have four minutes left in a round and you're tired. So you gotta be very cautious about your intent mentally. You gotta be cautious about your fight IQ essentially, about if this guy's hurt or if I have this submission or if I just need to get back and I need to relax and take a breather. And if you're street fighting a guy, it's just rage, you know, but if you're mm. in a cage, you need right. to, and it, it's almost the opposite. You need to be relaxed. You need to see things. You need to feel things. You need to not really be thinking. You need to be reacting about things. And that's where counters come in. That's where good footwork comes in. That's where takedowns come in. And that's like, oh, I see the submission because my brain's not going a thousand miles an hour. Right, right. I've, I've practiced the submission. I don't even have to think about it. It's just there. I'm going to take it. So, so. Do you, have you gone against those guys then that come at you all rage? Yep. And, and do, you, do you find that if you can get past that first barrage, I guess, is it easier? Mm -hmm. Or does it take you a minute? Or it's funny because sometimes they will and sometimes they're going to gas quick. But I've had other guys. I've had this um, Hawaiian kid and he came at me with a, just a like, flying knee and then a flying kick then just punch, 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 push me up against the cage for about a minute. I'm just like, this guy would be tired. He didn't get tired for 15 minutes, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> so, You're waiting for it to come. Well, yeah, please get tired. I'm just, like, I'm just waiting. I'm like, I don't want to get caught with like a flying knee or spinning back for something stupid. So I, just, I ended up taking him down. And kind of roughing him up a little bit for 15 minutes. But I got to give him credit. He put me through the paces. He was a tough guy. But there's very few human beings, especially about at a, uh, a lightweight weight class and up, that can do that for 15 minutes or even five minutes at a time because mm -hmm. you're expending a lot of energy. Right. I don't know if any of you guys have just hit a heavy bag for three, four, or five minutes at a time. You're going to get Two more. minutes. Yeah. Two minutes. Shit wears you out, man. Yeah. Hit as hard as you can for a minute yeah. and tell me how tired you are. Right. You're going to be very, very tired. Imagine doing that, but slipping punches, covering up. You're going to be, and a lot of people that don't know the game, they're going to be holding their breath when they're getting hit because mm -hmm. they don't know how to take punches. They don't know how to see punches. They don't know how to slip. And a lot of people do that. So you got to train your mind and your brain to do opposite of what it's thinking. And be breathing and, and be control moving. your body, right? That's what so. I don't know if I shared this story with you. I think I did with Keith, but you got your ass kicked when you're in junior high. I, I heard that story. You got that wrong, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> when when we went and watched you fight live once, mm -hmm. and uh, we watched all the fights, and I monitor my heart rate a lot for running mm -hmm. to make sure I'm where I need to be, and. <clears throat> As the fights went on, my heart rate elevated because I was excited. Mm -hmm. But I remember watching you fight, and my resting heart rate's around 50 to 55. Jay so it's, it's This motherfucking there. is running. <laughs> but when you got up to fight, it was like 140. Yeah. It was like I was running. Your heart rate was? Yeah. No shit. So okay. I, I can't even imagine being in the ring, and my heart rate would be so high, I'd be tunnel vision, it'd be blurry. Mm -hmm. Someone could kick me. At, yeah, I would have no idea. I mean, is that something that you work on to make sure you... Focus and control Absolutely. that breathing to get and, your heart rate. And back. it's funny that you mentioned that because I'm I'm always nervous before all my fights. I'm like borderline basket case, but I know. <laughs> and if you talk to my buddy OC, uh, he'll tell you it's like you need to sit down and uh, like not move for 20 minutes because I'm always up like stretching or jumping rope or shadow box. Yeah. yeah, so I got a little bit of anxiety in the back of my mind. But I'm always more nervous, like when my good friends are fighting. And I talked to um, Jeremy Horn about this in depth, and I'm just like, why am I so nervous when your buddy's fighting? It's like, because there's nothing you can do to help him. Okay. When it's you, when it's your own head and your own hands in that cage when it gets locked, it's just like, fuck it, this is happening. Right. You right, know. Right. So it's just like, so it gives you a little bit of like, this is happening one way or another. I'm not gonna embarrass myself. I prepared. You know, and and then you just rock and roll from there, and it's time to have fun. So. Let me lay this story out for you. So I'm, I'm driving one day, and I'm behind some Harley guys. Mm -hmm. and we, we're driving down the road, and we get to a red light. I'll stop at the red light. And a guy comes driving by. Mm -hmm. He's on one of those three-wheelers. What are they uh -huh. called? Can-cans now? Trikes. Yeah, Trikes. Right. Well, it depends. Is it 
Is it the three? Is it the two wheels in the back or the two wheels in the front? Two wheels in the front. That's a can-am. That's a spider can-am. I want one of those for the record. Anyway, continue. Then I will save my comment of what I was going to call it. So you know how Harley guys always do the low wave. You see them do the low wave, the wave down low? Yep. So the three-wheel guy, two wheels in the front, drives by and gives a low wave. Uh And there's five Harley guys in front of me, and two of them just give him the finger. (laughs) You're not a part of this crew. So I'm asking you this, and you gave me a minute to unpack this. I just want to tell you where I'm coming from. You see guys now, and, and... Cousin McGregor, and you see that, you know, he's got the beard, he's got the tattoos. So you got a lot of guys that got the beards, they got the tattoos. Mm -hmm. Can you decipher who's real and who's not real? Not just because of the circle of training, but just like body language. Like when I used to play basketball, Mm -hmm. you see guys and you would judge them based on just the mechanics, the way they walked, the way they held themselves. You Mm -hmm. could tell this guy could do this, this, and this, possibly, or... This guy's bullshit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So can you can you read that in guys walking around with the beard and the tattoos and the, and the what's the shirt everybody wears now? The affliction, uh, tap out shirt, or, affliction. Yeah. You know what I'm talking American about? American fighter garbage. If you go to like any country concert, you can see. I'd say you'd see about 150 American <laughs> fighter t-shirts these days. Right, that's what Bedazzle I'm talking about. Bedazzle jeans, and I'm willing to bet my mortgage that. <laughs> None of those motherfuckers can fight. Okay, so Not you can read one. it. You can all you can read it by body language, the way they walk, the way they hold themselves. <sighs> yeah, just everything. And like the thing is, when they get drunk, they're going to be the first guys to tell you that they can fight. Yeah. Oh yeah. And those guys that are very boastful to open up and be like, oh, I kicked this guy's ass this one time back in high school. I beat this guy's ass. I'm just like, I don't think you've done anything. Uh, uh, and the thing is, they've never been in a fight with another professional. Right. Where they will take you into deep waters and they will drown you. Deep waters. That's <laughs> what you guys call it. Yeah, that's it, scary, man. Because I can't yeah, fucking. And swim. That is scary because <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine being so physically exhausted. Times that by ten, and someone's hitting you with a barrage of punches. No, smiling. I don't want that. Hitting you in the liver, hitting you in the oh. guts, hitting oh, you in the solar plexus. So what you're saying is my mouthpiece is not going to protect me. No, okay, it's all over. No. I take it. And there's no amount of sit-ups <laughs> or crunches that can protect your liver. Oh either. shit. Yeah. So it's almost better to get hit in the face sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So the, the funny part about it is, see, I, somebody told me a long time ago who fought. They said, where's a crazy person going to hit you? They're going to hit you in the fucking head. Mm-hmm. Somebody who can't fight is going to try and go for the knockout punch. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to you and see the way you see the human body. Mm-hmm. Anytime I deal with you and I fuck with you and you get those shark eyes. Uh-huh. It doesn't happen now, guys. I put my mouth in the But you get those fucking shark eyes. I saw you one time before a fight. I was fucking with you. And you weren't in the mood. I always think about, oh, shit, I got two knees. This motherfucker's going to try and take it. Excuse me. I got two knees. This motherfucker's going to take out. Uh-huh. You know? So how do you see the human body as a breakdown? So there's a lot of places in the human body that are incredibly weak. And a lot of people say the soft part of the face, which is like the nose and the mouth. And okay. there's, there's a, a cluster of nerves behind your jaw that if it gets hit, your body thinks that your neck is moving too fast <laughs> and that your body might break its neck. So it essentially it shuts you down. This is terrifying, right? right? And also the nose is very soft. You're not going to break your hand on that. The orbitals, um, as far as bones in the face, are, are quite soft. But if you go above that, like the forehead, the top of the head, it's very, very, very hard. So you okay. don't want to punch those areas. But also, like if someone puts all their weight down on their front leg, I just know that I'm gonna chop that down like a tree. Okay. I'm gonna hit that with my shin. It's gonna be like a baseball bat. In the it, knee or on no, the no, no. I'm gonna hit it like up on the outside, like just above, probably anywhere from a six-inch range above your knee. I want to okay. hit there, or I want to hit a little bit lower on that muscle on the calf. So, a lot of people haven't conditioned those parts of their body, and they certainly haven't conditioned those body when they have all of their weight on their front leg, and I'm swinging a baseball bat at it. So. 
when I see those type of things, those telegraph things, or people coming in with wide punches, I know I'm going to keep my hands inside. If someone throws a lazy jab, I'm going to see it, and I'm going to time it, and I'm going to react, and I'm going to hit you in the mouth unless you know how to get out of the way. Okay. So I see those tiny little things. I see the way people come in with punches. I see sloppy punches, and I see if people get too close. And if you do that, I'm going to scoop under you. I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to hit you with the earth. So <laughs> there's a the song, whole earth, right? The whole earth, and it is unforgiving, sir. Yeah, I've seen that. If, if, you get, if that ever happens. Okay. But it, it's weird about mixed martial arts in general. Not only does it crush your ego, but it, it puts you in a sense where you want to avoid fights. You're not at the bar getting hard. And someone's just like, F you, F you. You fight. You know what? You're right. F me. I don't want to fight you. And because you know what you're capable of, you know it's not worth it. And, you know, you, you don't want to even take a puncher's chance with this guy, too. I, feel, I, you know, I don't know many, many fighters. I have a couple, but I've noticed that that whenever we go somewhere, they, they're the last person to talk about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because in my mind, I think it's because you don't want to kick the shit out of somebody and mm-hmm. put them in the hospital and then you're in trouble. But So that that makes sense what you're saying. I mean, so, you so go with the discipline. The discipline not to... to so right. somebody, and that was one of my questions I have for you. Do you get tested often? Because it seems like everybody now is a fighter. If you got a beard and you got a tattoo and you got a shirt, yeah. you know, we talked about that, you're a fucking fighter. Yep. And you see them all the time. So you got guys, I mean, you hold yourself well. You're not arrogant, mm-hmm. but you hold yourself well. Do you get a lot of guys when you go out clubbing, whatever, you're a single guy? Mm-hmm. Do you get a lot of people testing it? Um, not really, just because it's weird. After our, I started training, I, I actually used to work at a bar and then I got very sick of working in a bar shortly after just because I, I hate dealing with uh, pretentious narrow-minded people that are just either out to drink and be stupid or to drink and start fights right. and so I just avoid those places like the plague unless I'm with about 20 of my boys just because okay. I just I just don't even like being there I haven't been to a club in years Good. I might hit up uh, bars with some of my friends a few times a year I might hit up at a, a small tiny club with or sorry bar like a wine bar with my girlfriend and that's about it so it's weird, like you, you want to. Avo- I just avoid it in general. Like, but if it comes looking for me, I'm still gonna try to avoid it. But if it's inevitable, I'm gonna make it fast. I'm gonna make it incredibly so, violent, and incredibly it's gonna be violent. incredibly yeah, violent. fucking shit. But 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 what I heard is he only goes to wine bars now, so I don't have to worry. Guys in the again, fuck with him, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny shit. So for you, it doesn't matter size. You're not worried about shit. No. Could because again, the body's just set up a certain way. It is. Everybody's got them nerves behind it. And the thing is, if, if if a guy is a tough guy, he's like he's a bona fide, legitimate tough guy. He's not going to get drunk at a concert or a bar and start talking shit to people, mm. or his boys are going to have mad. Like that. It it just it rarely, rarely, rarely happens. Um, but if it's some big arrogant tough guy that, that's that's talking noise chances are he's either been getting away with that his whole life yes and he's never been in a fight or he's scared to get into a fight and he just won't admit it okay so yeah. either way it's just it's always better just to avoid in my opinion just avoid those situations one body even go and if i am in that situation I'm with my boys and three if i'm not i'm just gonna try to avoid it until smart push absolutely comes like to the, show it's kind of like the bully syndrome He's a bully until he gets hit in the face once, and then he's not a bully anymore. Yeah. Let's quote Mike one more time. I quoted him last week. Everybody's got a plan to get punched in the fucking face. Right in yeah. the mouth. Yeah. Right? I mean, a lot of people don't. They're, they're going to avoid fights, but they get hard once in the mouth, and they start seeing blood, they're going to stop. Ugh. Chances are. So you said you, you you were born in Australia? Born in Australia, yeah. I was born in uh, Geelong, which is, I don't know if anyone's ever seen the original Point Break. It's uh, that last beach, <laughs> the last beach they go to. That's I was born about four miles. I like how you emphasize that. Yeah. So do you have dual citizenship? Dual citizenship. I'm a dual citizen. All right, well, let me ask you this. 
who do you root for in the Olympics? The Olympic, oh. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, most of the time I go back to Australia because population-wise, it's the size of California. It's very, very small. Yeah. And they're always problem. It's not. But they're very high in the metal count for being a very, very small country. Another thing. That, Ian Thorpe. Yeah, the Ian Thorpe, Thorpedo, <laughs> and uh, the Freeman girl who's very good at running. Anyway, Australian athletes, as far as Olympic athletes, are taken care of very well by the American, excuse me, the Australian government. Mm. They're given places to train. They're given food. Um, they're given jobs if they want them. And essentially, they're allowed to train. They're given money by the Australian government to do this. And then the U.S. are just like, fend for yourself. Right. They might be given some endorsements like Nike, whoever it might be, if they're very, very famous. But the rest of the time, like I, I've met some guys uh, going to cryotherapy that. Like push the bobsled around. Like they have to work work at Home Depot and yeah, they don't they don't get they don't get anything. You know, even after they've gone to the Olympics, if they've won gold and stuff, you'd think that they would get endorsements or get money or something. You get nothing. Yeah, and it's and it's come back to you know they're they're representing their country in a sport and and especially in a sport where I'm like that is terrifying. (laughs) He's terrified. (laughs) You're pushing a steel tube down an ice rink ramp a hundred miles an hour. That is scary to me. Or riding a bowl, or that's not an Olympic sport, or freestyle Moto X. That is you scary. You don't do that shit. That is scary. But you get in the ring with somebody who wants to kick yes, you in the fucking I'll head. Yes, I'll do that anyway. Yeah, something's wrong with me. So, all right, so let me ask you this. We talked about breastfeeding earlier. You said you were breastfed. I, I was thinking the other day, Wood, all right? So, who the fuck is a person <laughs> to drink cow milk? Think about it. So, you go from your mom's mm-hmm. titty, excuse me, mom's breasts, and you say, I'm going to go suck on that cow's. Whatever the fuck that is. Mm-hmm. You think you ever think about that? I, I think about this, go, going one step further. Who's the first person that decided that a crab in the ocean would be tasty? Yo, it looks like a spider. It's yeah. hard on the outside. Ain't nothing soft about it. No. How many times do you have to eat that and get poisoned before you're like, oh, we got to cook it? Yeah, I got to cook yeah. it. I got to set this thing on fire. You maybe about maybe we yeah. should crack open the legs and there'd be something there. Who decided that? But you got to cook it first or else it's just goo. But it probably <laughs> took nine people to drop dead in front of you if you said, let me warm this up and see what's going on. You know what I mean? I'm just going to set on fire and see what happens. Yeah, man. Mm, that, that tastes good. That, 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 that doesn't make fucking sense to me. The, the, the now we got shit. good stuff to eat. Yeah, it's weird. Right, right, man. You so, know, I, I think about that with a lot of things. that we, Even even certain berries mm-hmm. or even salads or fruits or whatever the case, who was the first person to go and try that? Like, hey, Tommy, go out and uh, eat that thing. Right, right. Because he's going to die. And let's see what happens. Oh, yeah. Tommy dies. So now you got to get somebody else to try this one. Right. Girl, this so it's got to be somebody too, higher man. in the tribe. Testing all the flora and fauna out. Yeah. Yo, man. You so, oh, oh, hey, oh, I just, I just thought of this. I got a question. Go ahead. So I came up, I, I showed up today in a cowboy hat-ish. He's sexy as hell. Yeah, yeah well, I do. Agreed. I can rock that thing. Yes, you can. <laughs> Is it against proper etiquette to wear a cowboy hat and not be a cowboy? Because I have zero mm. intention to well, ever run in that, to can, ever listen. I don't listen to country. I don't I, wear cowboy can I have boots. this one? No. Oh, um, yes, you can. I don't know if you know who the Gap Band is. Party Train. Um, What else did they have? They had Party Train. They had... Uh, they had another fucking cut. Anyhow, Charlie Wilson, who's kind of popular now in the RB sector, he wore a cowboy hat. Okay. That, and, yeah, I see. And, yeah. All right, so that brother did his thing. Yeah, he's a Crenshaw cowboy. Up there. Huh? He's a Crenshaw cowboy. But he also wears a He was a brother and he wasn't on nobody's But ranch. he also wears an Argyle shirt. Hey, so. leave, leave him alone, man. He's trying to find his way, man. <laughs> he's doing his best. He's doing his thing, man. I, you know, hey, so. You, in terms of uh, fighting and shit, you know, we all have stigmas and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. Is there any particular stigma that you look at? Because, you, you know, you, you wind shit up and you say, oh, this person's this. All right, this person's that. Just mm-hmm. visually indicting people. Mm-hmm. For you, do you have that back to people who 
can fight. That was air quotes I threw up there, people. Uh, visually indicting people. Um, it's usually visible. Sorry, visibly indicting them on a particular skill set. Okay. Like uh, this guy's very, very good at wrestling, or this guy's very uh, has very heavy top game, good pressure on top, or uh, his jujitsu game is very strong. Can you stop for a minute? Yeah. He gives good pressure on top. Top, top pressure. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. All right. You know, when I used to watch MMA, it always looked like two guys trying to fart in each other's head. Yeah. <laughs> you just confirm that shark eyes are coming, guys. I'm gonna put my mouthpiece in. Get it in. But, <laughs> I don't know. Get I'm it in your mic. But uh, no, pressure on top. Explain <laughs> that, man. So. so well, uh, maybe I missed the initial part, but is it something you immediately recognize about what their game is, or is it something you always have to study before you go in? I always try and study my opponents. Um, I'm at a, a level now where a lot of my opponents will have fights on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I can assess their skill set, whether it be a, a grappler, a striker, whatever it might be. Um, so I can go from there, and for people just on the streets... You can just look at their ears. Uh, if they've got pretty intense cauliflower, it's not a guy you want on top of you because he's going to oh, ruin your weekend. Shit. Yeah, so weekend. that's it. That is the weekend. He will. He's going to make you feel terrible emotionally and physically for a little while. <laughs> Less of a man. Less than a man. Less than a man. So you don't need that. He said I had panties on. I thought I had food a little more to yeah. beat my ass. <laughs> Whoop my monkey ass and some street hoops. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, so... Today, we, we talk a lot, and I'm not dogging millennials today. I'm not going into that, you guys. Should. You we're should. Masked Whatever you for some other shit I'm not doing. But <laughs> you, to me, are a throwback. I, I call you guys that do that shit, getting in the ring, whether you be a boxer, MMA, whether you, you know, whatever the Gracies do, whatever, whatever, that wrestling, Greco, all that shit. Fighting mm-hmm. just in sport, not because somebody, you know, slapped your wife. Mm-hmm. All right? You, you're fighting for the helmet. I call you guys modern-day warriors. And with the way the world is now, you know, we got... You know, um, we got dogs and strollers and kids on leashes, mm-hmm. okay? Does that sit well with you in your mindset? Like, no. like, what time frame do you wish you were born in? Oh, man. That's a hard one. But I guess the only way I can really elaborate that is, is, is I don't see kids with much discipline these days. That They don't... They're not challenged enough. It's if they're crying, it's like, how can we pamper you as far as like challenging their, them physically or emotionally? And I think more kids should be getting into martial arts to teach yes. them discipline, to teach them more self-respect and uh, respect for others as well. Um, I think it's American culture has become plagued almost by pampering and these social justice warriors that think everything is supposed to be spoon-fed to them and that's not the case if you want anything worthwhile you got to go out and get it and sometimes you have to go out and get it you have to go out and train for it you have to earn it and, right and um i don't see a lot of that these days and some of the nicest human beings i have ever met in my entire life have been at the gym training Damn. whether it be a professional savage who i know has just wrecked people or it's a kid that's come to the gym who's been humbled who says now says can you help me? Can you help me get I got my ass beat nine yeah. times. I need some help. I see that you're smart. Can I talk to you about this? Sure. I'm having trouble with my girlfriend. Can I talk to you about that? Really? What that should deep. I do with my life? I'm telling you, martial arts will open up your way of thinking. At least it has for me. I can only speak for myself. Okay. It'll open up your way of thinking by... This is a healthy way of thinking. This is absolutely not a right way of thinking. This is how I should treat people, and this is how I should treat myself. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's it's really it's opened up a whole spectrum of thinking within within inside myself, and I think it's been very very healthy for me um, in very many facets of my life. I'm I'm very much grateful for it. And I'm going to try and train and compete for as long as I can. At least train for as long as I can because I think it's good for my mind. It might not always be good for my body, but there's other things <laughs> I can do. But um, no, I think it's been a very healthy avenue. I'd recommend 
kids and adults and young young adults and whoever just to get in and train as soon as we can. I think you said something important. Um, being a softer side is respect for yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people nowadays have no respect for themselves. Mm-hmm. That's why they project that onto other people. Yes, thank and you. And that's why we treat other people like shit. That's why we publicly shame people. Mm-hmm. So we don't have any respect for ourselves. Yeah. Like get, get out, go, go for a run, in my case. Go train for martial arts. Go do something. Instead, you sit on your ass behind a keyboard mm-hmm. and you talk shit to people. Like, get out and do something. Have some respect for yourself. Well, the internet's opened up a lot of fucking shit where people can say shit and not, there's no recourse. There was a time when, you know, people said shit and somebody showed up and, and fucking laid them out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that was okay. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Have you come up with a uh, famous person you want to fight yet? Oh. Okay. Um, can I give you the answer? Yes. The answer's Vin Diesel. I fight Vin Diesel. Would you beat his ass for I me? Fight his, I fight him with a bucket of no. chicken and flip-flops. Would you beat his ass for yeah. me, please? I why know he can't fight. Plus, I he's like 5'6". That's why. He, says he, <laughs> he actually did an interview where he said he liked people from West Jordan, which I thought was kind of strange. Vin Diesel said that? Yeah. What the fuck's he doing uh, in West His car Jordan? broke down in West Jordan. He's like, oh my God, Vin Diesel, can we help you? Need a hand job and we can give you a ride? Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's, to me, of he's places. the epitome of what you call a fake tough guy. Yeah. And there's plenty of fake tough guys. Oh, you yeah. see him, you see him, I see him. I don't like that motherfucker. Yeah. So that's my answer. Um, if, if you would, please take yeah, his knees I, out. Like I, I, I until I saw him up next to The Rock, I was like, God, yeah, he's you thought he was big? Well, I've seen him on TV. Uh, I've never met him in person. Uh, I see him next to The Rock, and I'm like, damn, this guy's nothing. Now, The Rock, mm-hmm. I love. I think he, I don't even know how tall Vin Diesel so mm-hmm. is. What is he, five foot six? That's what he looks like next to The Rock. Mm-hmm. Beat his ass to me. Beat his ass. I heard, I heard uh, Vin, excuse me, yeah, Vin Diesel about 5'6", tops, maybe 5'7". Okay. Yeah. But as we stated earlier, height doesn't matter. No, he might, doesn't he might matter. think he can box, but that doesn't matter in no. a... He's six um, foot. No, he's not. Kid. I don't think he is. Well, that's... That's, 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 that's TV. Know. That's, that's, that's TV. like when they yeah, in the NFL, right? Vin Diesel's yeah. going to hear this and come knock on my door. I'm like, talking noise, bro. Right. <laughs> yeah, throw him down the... Throw him down the I'm sure he would... His acting would be just as good as his on TV. So. Yeah. So do you have one for yourself? Has you come up with one for yourself? Oh, that is something that I'm gonna have. To, there's guys that I see about. I'd fight that dude. Okay. Yeah. And but so, are you thinking more like people that actually fight, or are you thinking like I do think that people? sometimes. I do think that sometimes. But there are actors that come across as a tough guy, and I'm like, you're not tough. But I think I, they're probably so. They probably recognize that within themselves. Sure. That self <laughs> Like Marky Mark. Yeah. Like Mark Wallace. Hey, he's from Boston. Himself. You leave yeah. him alone. No, no, no. I'm saying, I, I bet he'll fight anybody. Yeah. Okay. But I think he would win some of those. And the and thing he would that lose, really upset me. he would be me. like, you know what? I lost. Yeah. So yeah. And I, I appreciate that. The only thing that upset me about, about Mark Wahlberg is he did that movie, The Boxer. And he looked nothing like, what was like the boxer's name that he was trying to emulate? I don't uh, even know that movie. Gosh dang it. I can't remember his name. Uh, Mickey Ward is that his name? Mickey, Mickey Ward. Ward. He's yeah. he's from Boston. Yes, and his boxing style was nothing like Mickey Ward's. And okay. so you go back and See, you, you would notice that. Yeah, shit. and you notice I'm like he can. He's not his one two looks nothing like his one two doesn't even look like a regular one two. Like he's he's not throwing his cross. He's not moving his head. He's gonna get rocked. And so I look at those kind of things. <laughs> However, down, you can't even drink. Like, hold on, happen. I'll throw this out there. If you're looking for a boxing movie where an actor turned into a boxer, watch the movie. The Boxer with Daniel Day-Lewis. The first opening credits when he's sitting there shadow boxing and jumping rope is like a professional boxer. No and shit. He, and that, that's what I love about him is he'll go into a, a role. He'll take two years. He's, he's that like, person. He's that way he did that. Yeah. A Blinken and Gangs of New York and there will be blood. Yes. He'll live in a cabin for two years. And he'll get sound bites from like the 1860s and try and sound like these people. Anyway, 
he is he, he did the best job of any boxer I've ever seen in a movie where he tried to per- portray a boxer. So he looked like a boxer. Yes, he, from everything he was doing, from a shadow boxer. It it's called the boxer. The it's boxer. about a nineteen seventy. It's from nineteen ninety seven. Yes. So it's like right. it's about the uh, the release of IRA prisoners being re released and back into society, and his skill set mm-hmm. was boxing. And um, I just watched him jump rope, hit mitts, hit a hit a bag, shadow box. That was a real deal. He looks like a fucking boxer. Like not he, Rocky Three. No, not Clubber Lang. Rocky Three. Who do you find? Is that Clubber Lang? Yeah, that's Clubber Lang. Bang, bang. That was my shit right there, man. Yeah. It's funny you bring up There Will Be Blood, and um, I always think about No Country for Old Men. I saw both those movies. Mm-hmm. I didn't fucking understand them. Daniel Day-Lewis is not in No Country for Old Men. I understand Old that. Okay. That's the, the dude, Benicio? No, not Benicio. I can't remember his name. Some other dude. Yeah. Tommy Lee's in it. I know that. Yeah, but not. I never understood like the plot of it. I know there's these great Oscar-nominated uh, uh, movies. It's in a book by McCormick. Well, McCormick. I think the... Frank McCormick, I think his name is. The pilot or something with Leonardo DiCaprio is also nominated, and that show's terrible. Okay. So uh, you take that for what it is. Yeah, I, I never got those movies. All right, so, like, for you, I always think about, like, being the biggest person in the room. Not that I've ever been the biggest person in the room, <laughs> but you think about somebody like Shaq. Yeah. He, any room he goes in, he's the biggest person in the room. But you, mm-hmm. what we know of Shaq, what Shaq allows us to know, he's a pretty ingratiating, fun guy. Yeah. He, he's just, he's disarming and all that. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sure you've been in rooms and mm-hmm. losing humility for, humility for a second and be real with this. There's been rooms you've been in, and you know for a fact, eh, I could wipe this room out if I chose to do so. What does that do for you? Is that does that boost your ego? Does that go back to humility? You know what I mean? I guess it doesn't really do anything for me because if I'm going Good. into a room with people, they're usually people that I want to be around. Okay. They're usually friends or family. They're guys that I want to spend time with and have laughs with and a good time with. So I, I guess I just don't really think about it like that All until right. I need to like turn That's that good, switch man. you know I, I, I don't have that and I, I try to practice humility and in, in all that I do and I think that's important to always have in the back of your head. But yeah, I don't, I don't walk in rooms and size people up. I just, so that's, that's the, and I know you, well, maybe that just answered my question, but on the other side of that, you don't walk in knowing that you could whoop everybody's ass, but do you ever walk in a room and think if shit goes crooked, that guy's going <laughs> to whoop my ass? No. Woo! Uh, no. Well, I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and I asked that question, guys, because I saw... I saw Liam before a fight one time, and me and Liam, I bust his ass. I call him Fight Club, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's a good, humble dude, but I saw him one time before a fight, and I did my regular spiel on fucking with him. I'm talking about, you know, whatever. I'm talking about him. He looks like shit. And the fucking look he gave me. Richard Pryor talks about this look that uh, a mafioso gave him one time. The look he gave me made me say, hey, um... You're not in a playing mood, are you? <laughs> you, you? You're in fight mode. He just shook his head. Yeah, yeah, I'm in fight mode. Code for it. Leave me alone, asshole. Good thing I know you. I would destroy you right now because I'm agitated. So the training and the diet to get into that fight shape, we, we, we reference that a little bit in terms of what the discipline takes for you. What you have to do that other people don't see. We just see the finished product. Yeah. So I guess the thing that people don't see is I think the hardest part is the dieting and it's and it's like three months of just straight hardcore dieting and it's 
my food becomes fuel at that point and okay. I can only eat at certain times, a certain number of carbs, calories, protein, etc. Because I got to fight at 170. So that means I'm going to start my weight cut at about 185. I don't want to cut any more than 15 pounds of water out of my body. That's just under two gallons of water. And some of that coming out is going to be out of my brain. So I need to, when I Damn. rehydrate and I IV up. It's a lot more. I never thought it. No. I, I, I never fucking thought it. No. Yeah, it's just about two gallons. So it is tough. So it sucks. I get cranky. I get, I get irritable. I get hungry. <laughs> I turn into a little prima donna sometimes. But... I get it done. I, I my first night, I'll get in the bath and I'll put some uh, some salts in there, a little bit of uh, rubbing alcohol and some ginger to open up my pores, and I'll sweat a little bit. And in the bathtub. In the bathtub, okay. I'll, I'll heat it up until my heart starts racing, and then I'll get out. And then I'll just relax for a little bit. I wake up the next day. I'll have a swig of water, and that's when my big weight cut sucks. And usually at that point, I'm about at 82, 81 and a half, and then I'll get down. I'll sit get in the sauna for it usually takes about four hours and i'll get in and out of there i had to do my last two hours by myself last time which really sucked explain that what do you mean two hours by myself what so um i'm it's always better to do it with a partner because you're flirting with with uh, death not death but it's, it's dangerous <laughs> you're emaciating your point and you're, you're depleting. just cutting water with that, yes yeah. yeah and at that point you're just cutting water out and the first three four five six pounds are actually kind of easy like all oh, this is coming right off and then you get that last two pounds, you're sitting in there for 30 minutes, you lose a tenth of a pound. You sit in there for another 45 minutes, you lose a tenth of a pound. And you're dying at this point. Your body's like, get out of here. And it just sucks. It gets to that point. And this last two hours, I had to sit in there, kind of, I had to do it by myself, and it sucks. So I'm like, I'm at Vasa. I got a, uh, what's it called? I got a scale out there. And I'm just trying to be in there by myself. I'm laying on my towel. I'm listening to a podcast. I'm just trying to relax. This one, you li- you listen to what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, very good. Very <laughs> so good. I'm just I'm trying to keep calm because the more angst that I get, the more anxiety I have. My body is gonna want to hold on to that water. Okay. It's not gonna let me lose it. So I have to stay nice and relaxed, and nice and calm. That's why it's good to have a partner there. One to monitor you so you don't die and pass out in there. Two, um, so you have someone to spike. Calm down, shithead. You're gonna lose this weight. You'll be fine. Right. Just tough it out. And I just have these people coming in and out, in and out, like leaving the door open and just like getting all the cold air in. So I'm just, I can just feel my angst kicking on my like, close the door and just being a dick. <laughs> but it was, it was kind of good the last two hours because like there was a, a the Vasa gym employee that kept coming by like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. So I was, I was doing that. And I finally got the weight off and I was able to come. And uh, so I got it off, weigh in, get an IV in me and I get about three gallons of liquid in me before I fight. And I, I bloomed back up to 193 and a half. Actually, I was almost 194 when I fought. So I put on 24 pounds overnight, but it's not fun. But the, the dieting and the conditioning lead up to it. The stuff you don't see behind the scenes is obviously one, the weight cut too. Right. I, I can't go home and have a pizza. I can't go home and have ice cream. I, I got to sit here. I'm like, okay, the only sugar I get today is through these berries. So, Damn. For me, I'm, I enjoy being a, a giant welterweight, which is nice. And if I'm going to compete at the highest levels, that's the, the weight class I have to compete at. It kind of okay. sucks, but that's what is it that is. 170? 170, yeah. And I usually walk oh. around around anywhere from 190 to 200. So making 170 can be very challenging, but I have to be incredibly dedicated to one, training, two, conditioning. But actually, number one should be diet. And that's what it is. I get two gallons of water in me every day. Two uh, gallons. Yeah. So for those of us that are naive to the fight world and weigh-ins and all of that, the only thing I can relate to is like my son weighs in for football before, Mm -hmm. so he's not over the weight limit. Mm -hmm. When you weigh in for a fight, when is that? And then 
are you allowed to gain before the fight? Yes. Yeah. So if you're weighing it at whatever your weight is, unless you come in over, they might have a contract like, okay, you sacrifice 50% of your purse or oh, you can't weigh in any more than X amount mm-hmm. or you can't fight and we take all your purse. Damn. So, so you're fighting for free. Or if you even said they might just be like, we're not fighting you because you're four pounds heavy and you miss weight the next day. Like, say, let's say the fight's at 170. Okay. And we roll in there and I weigh 174. And they're like, okay, you can fight. And this is what the other guy and their manager, they come up with is that you can't weigh any more than 180 tomorrow um, when you step foot in the building. And if I do, then they, they can either cancel the fight or they can take more money out of my purse or whatever it might be. So it's usually just they sacrifice uh, 20 to 50% of their purse out of the gate, and they'll go from there. Yeah, but I've never never not made weight. Knock on wood. Knocking huh? on wood. But it's it sucks. It's not fun. It's not, not something that's cool. But... So did, does your sport suffer from like a lot of body dysmorphia? Uh, I wouldn't say dysmorphia as much as it is like people flirting with danger cutting weight. And you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll see it a lot. It's because people... Especially as they get older in the absence of TRT and growth hormone and the, the real surge of USADA, which is um, getting on top of uh, steroids and testosterone and growth hormone and other um, illegal substances, as you, you'll literally start seeing people's bodies changing and they look half, literally half the person they, they used to be. Right. And it's either affecting their weight cut or they're dropping weight classes. Or they're going to higher weight classes. Just as like, I can't, they can't do it anymore. The reason I ask is this, cause like women, it's well, fucking guys too. Guys get calf implants. Mm-hmm. Women get ass implants. Uh-huh. And ass implants is going to shit. Motherfuckers dying. Right. Mm-hmm. I saw the other day, women buying panties, to enhance the camel toe. Now, wait. <laughs> when I was coming up, a camel toe was a sign of a nasty motherfucker. Yeah. You didn't yeah. want that. Yeah. Loose knuckle. You so don't need you, that. You're yeah. younger than I am. You've been out there. You, you're recently girlfriend, boyfriend situation, right? I, um, I have a girlfriend situation. Yeah, right, right. Recently. Yes. Okay. Within six months, yeah. Six months. All right, so let's go seven months. Okay. Seven months, when you look for a thick clam. No. That's not attractive. No. Who the fuck is buying these underwear? I mean, I don't know, I don't know either. Somewhat. Okay, so... If you look at society, we talked about this the other day. You said, do you notice all the fat kids around there? You don't see as many thin kids as we, we were when we were kids, right? Don't get me started. So so now maybe the kids growing up are thinking, yeah, I want a fat shit. So, because it's been prevalent? Right. It's pushing and so face. if you find that, that chip that's not as, not as heavy... Well, she's got to do something. She's got to have a camel toe, right? Because uh, otherwise, it's just smooth. A box. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Yo, these so, underwear, and I believe we posted them on our Facebook page. Yeah, did these fucking clams, man? They look uh, like a. Uh, they 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 look like an ass. Is what they look like. It looks like a front <laughs> ass. And this is what's going on these days. We well, put some yoga pants on those things, and you know what? Hey. Yoga pants will expose you for what you really are, man. They really are. There's no it, It's just a society now, man, where you, you got to put signs on it. You know what? This motherfucker should have a sign on him. Because you look now. We talked last week about, do, you know, don't drive on the wall or do not attempt. Don't test this motherfucker. <laughs> I feel like you should have, like, someone at every job that has, like, a pin on them or, like, something on, like, their, their car they have where it says, like, enforcer. <laughs> you don't mess with that dude. He comes by, and all he does yeah. is stare at you. Warning, because yeah. they're out there. They're yeah. everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and people get it. We go back to visually indicting. They always think the tough guy is the big guy, or this mm-hmm. guy, that guy. 
Sometimes they're just a handsome dude like you, man, yeah. who uh, uh-huh. will kick you in the face uh-huh. with a toenail uh-huh. and scratch you across the face. God, I can't get over that. I did that to Jeremy Horn once. First cut he ever got in his entire life. You kicked him with your foot? Yeah, foot. Cut your toenail. Right See, that's eye? what I'm talking about. That's disrespectful, you man. Could, yeah. You kicked him in the eye with your toenail. Well, I kicked him in the in the face with my foot. Oh, right, but your toenail. Toenail jabbed him and said I. Yeah. See, did oh. you, I didn't mandate some cutting your toenails. Yes, and fingernails. All right, because if somebody kicked me and scratched me, with first of all, if you kick me in the face, Better off. Right? <laughs> if you scratch me, I'm going to get You're going, set back. You're going red keys I'm going to get set back, and I'm fucking coming back. I don't have that sportsmanship in me. I, I, I want to win. I'm biting nuts. I'll bite the motherfucker. I don't care. Yeah, well, I'm trying to get a W. Yeah. I'm biting. Biting an ear off. Whatever. I'll do whatever I got to do. Fingers up nose. I, that, and that's I what I respect months. about you guys, man. I don't, I don't know what a fair fight is. never been in one in my life. Well, so. And that's why, yeah. you know, this man here, that's why I commend him, because you can either give an ass whooping and help a guy up at the end and mm-hmm. you're you okay or you can take an ass whooping and be like okay I'll, I'll see you ass yeah. and, there, and there's nothing really like being locked into a cage with a dude and you're <laughs> spilling your guts with that dude for 15 minutes to have a level of respect for another human being it's weird because it changes from I'm competing against this guy I want to beat this guy I'm probably going to have to beat this guy up really bad and you think you've hurt him you've hit him with some big shots and he's hit you with big shots and at the end of it you're just like you're a bad dude. You hug it out and friends on Facebook and go from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember that time I kicked your ass? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about that, right? Yeah. Facebook that. Yeah. Yo, I, I'm more petty than that, man, in terms of, you know, of getting my ass kicked. I'm going to tell you a story. I went to a, a, a grocery store one time, mm-hmm. okay? And I'm out way out in the parking lot and I bring the shopping cart. There's a shopping cart out parked on my car and I take it in, empty, right? And I give it to the dude collecting mm-hmm. the cars. i like, here you go, buddy. Doesn't say thank you. Doesn't even fucking look at me. Mm-hmm. I'm shopping. I'm shopping for a good 45 minutes and the whole time. I'm You're seething. Yes. I'm fucking. I'm, so by the time I'm done, I got my basket and bags full of shit. I grab two shopping carts uh-huh. and I take them back out to the parking lot. <laughs> this is how petty I am. This is why I couldn't do what he does. And I push him as far as I can to the edge of the parking lot because it made me feel better. So that motherfucker didn't say thank you for me bringing in the one. How car. old was that person? Uh, probably 90. How was the person? No, no, it was a guy collecting the car. So he's probably 20, 23. Okay, so young gun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Better special than needs, probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. No, no, he wasn't special needs. He had me bringing that shit. Yeah, but I need special needs in mindset, man. You know it, Well, it, it, it all goes back to we don't want to beat the millennials, but. How many times you open a door and they don't say thank you? No. Or how many times do they open the door for you? Right. No, I, I, no a shit. door comes swinging back at me. Oh, man. Yeah. You know what? Let's, let's, let's not, go ahead. There's, there's one thing. That's, like, I can't tell you how many times, especially in the last year, where I don't care who it is. They, they close a the door on my face. I'm like, oh, got it. And it's oh, yeah. You let them know. Out. Yeah. You absolutely let them know. Yeah, if yeah. I hold a door open for somebody else to so thank you, I make sure I go, you're welcome. Yeah. I'm yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, and, and, you know, my girl, she's like, that's aggressive. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, an that's asshole. Yeah. Yeah. That's an asshole to just walk by. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't want to get into it. We want to start that segment, that get off my lawn segment. So I want to be a millennial because I fucked him up last week. Man. Yeah. You should. Yeah, you should. Oh yeah, he said you should. You should. <laughs> I got, I got, a, I got a professional fighter in my corner. You should. Telling me I should, man. That's that's all right, man. You know, but it's, it's a fucked up society. I saw on the other new, news the other day, right? They got a fucking app now. This is where we're at. Mm-hmm. You don't have any kids. No. But if you had one, you wouldn't need this. Yeah. There's an app now to remind you to check your back seat so you don't leave your kid in a hot car. Take that for data. I, I I don't even have a response for Please it. Please respond to that because I, I had an issue with it. I, Do you have a... Motherfuckers now are so on their phone and so insular. 
Uh, I, I, and they're so busy. Everybody's you're in not a hurry. busy. You check on fucking Facebook and Instagram. Well, that's what that I'm ain't busy. Well, uh, that's what I'm saying. You're not. They seem. They say they're busy. How do you not know? I have a lot of kids, and I've never left one of them. No. He's got a lot of fucking kids. <laughs> and I've never left one of them in the car. In ever. the car. I challenge ever. you to every red light you go to, look around and see how many people are on their phones. Almost everybody that stops at that Almost, light. I'd say upwards of every single red light you go to be 90%. No one's paying attention. Liam, no. how do you leave a fucking living being? You got a horse, which is uh, disguised as he a fucking a dog, wild, walking around the damn yeah. apar- apartment here, and... You wouldn't leave that motherfucker in a car. No. Right? So how do you leave a kid, yeah. your seed, in a fucking car, and now you need an app? This is I'm telling you, an man. App? It's declining in society. We got okay. too many people, Keith. That's what it oh, is. Oh, without question. Natural without question. Uh, you know, we, we need to play to wipe out some of these weak motherfuckers, yeah. man. I was in the store today. <laughs> the mosquitoes are trying. Fuck, I didn't want to go here. This fucking girl, she's on the telephone. Okay? She's at the produce section. She goes to sneeze. She turns her head. I'll give it that. She didn't sneeze on the fucking tomatoes. Mm-hmm. But you know what she sneezed on? Her Tell infant. Oh, oh, of course. Right in that infant's face. Right. Like, this they call that an infant bitch. facial, yeah. This not, and now she's going to wonder three days from now why her kid's fucking sick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At least I, it wasn't on you. No, it wouldn't have been on her. We'd have had a situation. <laughs> I'd have turned into you. And you're proud of it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, when's your next fight coming up, brother? Oh, man. So... Having a girlfriend is taking over my life right now. So I'm, I'm just trying to get back in the swing of things now. I'm getting back in the gym, trying to get back into shape. So what month is this? I'm August. thinking I'm thinking uh, probably November um, for my next uh, dojo match. So okay. getting back into it, getting back in the swing of things, getting back into training. And um, yeah, I just saw, I, I, this is the fattest I've been in a long time. So I'm just trying to get back into it now. And Well, you look good to me. I ain't seen you naked like your girlfriend. I'm sure she no. gives you compliments. So she does. She, she does. tries She tries to be nice, but <laughs> I look in the mirror and want to throw up. So it's kind of bad. You're stupid. You're stupid. You're, so you're in a cookie. You're Slap myself in the face. Right, right. Stick my fingers down my throat and <laughs> try to feel pretty again. So when you're out there fighting, I remember when I played sports, you don't hear the person saying, you know, number 34, you suck or, or mm-hmm. you're, you're shitty. Mm-hmm. But you do hear your teammate and you hear your coaches. Mm-hmm. Do you hear the crowd and just hear your coach? Or do you <laughs> so hear, it, not hear the crowd, I should it, say. This is the last time, probably the last time that I only heard my corners. Like I, two. I didn't hear it. And I can always hear my sister because she's the loudest human being on the planet. And that's that's guttural from the word. Yeah. That's, she's always been around. Just like, rah, yeah, she right. sounds recognize like that a speech. pterodactyl being set on fire. <laughs> so loud. Okay. It's obnoxious. <laughs> Don't want her screaming. Yeah. And so I, it was weird because I could always hear them whatever side of the ring I was on. If I was on my back, I was on top. I was getting pushed up against the cage. I could, I could hear my corners. Mm-hmm. You know, they give me good instruction. And it, was, it was clear and... I wasn't too tired. Like, what? Mm-hmm. No, it, was, it was good, so I could hear it, and it was yeah. And you just kind of shut everything else out, and you get in the zone. And so was it like a movie? We hit it, boom, 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 boom. You know, and it's just mm-hmm. your corner. Yeah. Or is it just you? Do you, you don't hear shit from the crowd. Mm-hmm. You don't hear. Um, I don't know. Fucking James, kick his ass. Yeah. You don't hear none of that. I don't hear any of that. Yeah, it, it's weird. That's I, amazing, man. Sometimes yeah. if I get hit really hard, I'll hear that. <laughs> it's where you get cracked once and you can hear it and the whole crowd go ooh like, yeah, yeah. thanks guys I knew that was but, but weird. it's weird because I don't I can't really tell most of the time if I just blast somebody I can't I can't unless I hear the crowd after but like, ooh I'm like okay. oh I got you good fucker yeah and uh-huh. so um, but it's weird. Yeah, I'd say about ninety-five percent of the time, I just hear my corner, and, and that's it. And I can I can hear them breathing, and I can hear me breathing, and it's damn breathing. So if oh, if if their breathing gets nuts. up and amped and intense, 
do you do you because a lot of times we match the breathing of those around us mm-hmm. in an intense situation so it's if your corner's breathing starts to get up and amp, do you start to feel that too? Yeah, and, you're, and I will. So your breathing like, oh, no, goes like, up. Like, oh, you need to like, you need to get on top. You need to get that takedown, or you need to like, like you'll hear that. I'm like, oh, it's a good time to finish. Or this is a uh, look at this, the submissions there. Go for it. Or I like, start to push, push, push. You got a minute left. You need to win this round. Like, you'll hear that. Oh, okay. And um, it's about <laughs> at that point, it's usually like the last minute of the fight, and you're you're. Uh, your mind is being like, okay, you're tired, but you can push for a minute and your body's just like, it's not doing what you tell yeah. me. Just, <laughs> you can do anything for a minute except. What's the hardest you've ever been hit? Hardest I've ever been hit? I'd, without a doubt, Sean O'Connell. Um, so that's training because he's not that's, your weight. That's, that's training. Okay. And um, I've been <laughs> hit by heavyweight boxers, heavyweight kickboxers, and I've been hit hard by other dudes and that dude hits harder than Anybody on the Sean. planet. Yeah. yeah Lay you down, make you cry. He's never, he actually put me down with some body shots before. Um, he knows he's got a lot of power in his hands, so he kind of takes it easy. But he's got big ass 20 ounce sock and bopper gloves, so everything he hits you with just feels like <laughs> it feels like you're getting hit with a telephone pole. It hurts. Because <laughs> his fists are the size of the kitchen sink. So it, no just, shit. it just hurts, man. So it sucks. But yeah, he'll blast you, and he's got little caveman feet that'll just like up kick you and like oh, right above feet, the bladder. Feet again, feet again. Anyway, yeah, that dude hits harder than anybody. He's knocked me stupid a few times before. And he's he's a good partner to have in your corner because his fighting style is different than mine. He is up in your face and drown you with punches. Mine is stay back, use my reach, use my length, get angles and uh, counter. So you quit. So, so yeah. is your your reach then longer than what it should be normally? As no, far mine's as your height. Surprisingly, I'm I'm six two, but I have about a six one and a half inch wingspan. So short. So shorter, yeah. So I don't have very long arms, but um, I just like to use my speed and athleticism and yeah. either come over the top of punches or counter, use angles and. And that's what I do. But I, I, I punted in college, so I have a bit of a, an advantage with getting my legs up high faster, chopping down legs, and I have a very high hip ratio, so my legs are very long. So you quit. You, you must be fast, too. Yeah, I, 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 do, I use a lot of my weapons with speed. So that's that's how I'm able to capitalize. Is What's your 40? My 40? In co- high school is a 4.6, college is a 4.6, and every other time it's 4.6. Okay. We got, a fr- we, got a, we got a person that we work with. I won't say his name. He wears stunner shades, walks like he has a stick up his ass. You might know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. He said he ran a four four forty in college. I call total bullshit. After I'll tell you who he is if you want to know. Is his initial start with a C and an S? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, so, so being who you are, doing what you do. Let me apologize to the girlfriend, but we're going to talk seven months ago, not six months ago. Okay. Type of punani you got thrown at you, man. You, you had to have some weird <laughs> the, shit. The thing is... Because women love somebody uh, that can they, kick people. They, they do, and it's weird because you get fighter groupies. And those are the kind of girls you don't want to take home ever, no matter what. No matter what kind of drought or deficit you're in. I'm he so, said drought. Yeah. <laughs> no matter, I've been in droughts. Yeah, no matter what kind of uh, situation I was in, I was never like, yeah, you should come home with me. No. Uh-uh. I don't need those those clinic type of girls. I've I've tried to uh, keep the caliber of person that I am tied into the caliber of women that that I date. Try to, but um, yeah, don't always. No, no. Sometimes I've, you're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes I'm drunk, but I, I'm always clear headed enough to just be like, this is a bad idea. So, but now I found a gem now. So it's uh, it's. Uh, we're, t- we're talking seven months ago, not six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, prior to that, you know what? I never had any. Uh, 
run-ins with the with the wrong types, which is good. I, did, I just the fight groupies. I'm just like, no. I, do I like the attention? Dude, Absolutely. Sure. Do, but do, are they the ring girls? Uh, sometimes, but those are the girls with the daddy issues that I don't really want to mess with. So I'm just like, oh. well, I, I I watched some of them where at the ring when, when he fought, and I right. was uh, I was not impressed. Yeah, no, so, no. some of them they'll go from like zeros to tens. There is a whole plethora of ring girls, and yeah, there's some where it's just like. So some of the ring girls are friends of friends, and some of the ring yeah. girls are like, hey, would you come be a ring girl? Yeah, like, some are right? like, we'll, we'll pay you. Like, so, yeah, some of them are just like. We need oh. somebody there Saturday night. Can you help us? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Put right. the other leg on, right? Yeah. How about um, how about girl fighters? Because mm-hmm. when we went once you fight, there was a pre-fight and mm-hmm. stuff, and there was some girl fight. There was yep. a girl fighter. She got scared destroyed. the shit yes. out of me. She got destroyed. Yeah. She was a little. I knew that at the weigh-ins, and I'm just like, she was gonna get her ass kicked. Yeah, and then I was watching. Uh, was she too th- cute? Was that the problem? No, that wasn't a fair fight. You could it, tell when they walked. So I was watching this girl hit pads, and I'm just like. Who is your manager to let you be fighting? No shit, she wasn't and I, ready. And I was just like, "You should not be fighting amateur. You shouldn't be fighting a smoker bout for kickboxing. You, you should, should be fighting a cold off." No, like, was, <laughs> and then I was watching this other girl. I was here, like, listening to her hit pads. I'm like, "This girl knows what she's doing." I watched. I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" No shit. Like, and it was bad. I I didn't watch the fight because they actually the. Pete Suazo, Utah Athletic Commission is just Nazis. They won't let you go to the bathroom without someone. Why they won't let you out Make of the sure building? Do huh? Yeah, I was just like, what Put am I getting? Yeah, like <laughs> I'm gonna go they won't let you bring outside water in. Like I had a Gatorade and like some Pedialyte, and they're like, nope, no. Nope. There's Nazis about like you can only drink our water, and they run out of it in like 15 minutes. You want to stand? They run out of water? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's bad. What are they worried about with the water? I don't know. Like, I'm hyping like, it up, man. Nah. Hyping it up. Putting that, that in so, there. have you ever dated a female fighter? I have dated a girl that was a Muay Thai fighter. Is that rough sex? No. <laughs> what do you mean no? It's weird. Cute girl, really nice body, just wasn't into her. It's weird. I just wasn't into her physically. So you didn't have sex with her? I'm not saying that. Say that. Say that phrase. <laughs> I'm not saying that. However. <laughs> This was about yeah, this was just, about three years ago. It was longer than seven months, right? So we're clear. Longer. We're clear. Long, 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 long time ago. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and uh, no, I just I don't know what it was, but like I don't. I, I think I just hit this certain age where it's just like I needed more from some side. I was like twenty three. I'm like, you're hot. You got a nice body, or yeah. one of the two. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you like money? I like money too. Let's yeah. rock. Yeah. <laughs> Nice shoes. No, it was, uh, yeah, I just like she was cool. She's fun to hang out with. But other than that, I was just kind of like, no, no. And I, I think I feel like hurt her feelings. But I, I laid it out straight. I, I tried to be a man about it. I was just like the first time I hung out, I was just like, hey, I want you to know I'm not looking for anything serious. Okay. Like we're just hanging out, and she was, oh yeah, cool, cool, cool. And so we hang out a few more times. We make out and dilly dally a little bit, and then it's just like. Why aren't we moving in together? Why aren't we getting married? Damn, yeah. that's scary. Like, she would have killed you in your sleep. You yeah. know that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those ones that want to move fast like that, they got ulterior motives. If you don't yeah. do what they say, your tongue will be out. So I guess that's kind of the only real fighter that I've really dated. Um, yeah, that's it. The, 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 however, there are some other You said she was into fighters. what? What was she into? What was she fighting? Oh, Muay Thai. Muay Thai. She's a Muay Thai fighter. That's okay. hands, elbows, knees. Feet. Yeah, it's uh, Thailand's traditional uh, kickboxing, essentially. So I got a cousin that she does uh, jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. What's jiu-jitsu versus Muay Thai? Jiu-jitsu is ground fighting. It's uh, submissive grappling. It's um, It started in Japan. 
when this guy Kimura came over to Brazil and the Gracie brothers uh, essentially perfected it. And uh, they developed a whole lot of uh, other moves and things from there. It's, it's essentially you're locking joints or cutting off blood supply to your brain too. Yeah. Well, the way you describe shit is just fucking horrifying, man. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Well, you would think that yeah. because this is what you do, but cut, just cutting off blood supply to the brain. You just yeah. say it so nonchalant. Yeah, that's what you're doing. Yeah, so they pass out. <laughs> so they well, stop trying to hurt me. Yeah, if I have a dog. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, so maybe you mentioned this at the very beginning. What what is more your style? What what is it? Do you do you stick specifically or more towards one style versus another, or do you just combine them all? Stand up. I'm I'm pretty well versed everywhere, whether it be you know wrestling, jujitsu, grappling, uh, or stand up. Whether that be boxing, kickboxing, or Muay Thai uh, style of kickboxing, I'm I'm pretty well versed everywhere. If I had a choice. Um, I'm probably going to stand up with a guy. However, if I'm fighting a guy that's just a killer on his feet, then I'm going to try and push him up against the cage and take him down. Um, it just depends on who I'm fighting. Sure. If someone I believe is on my level or better at one particular area, I'm probably going to stay away from that area. So it's very, very important in my line of work and in my sport to be very well versed everywhere. So have you ever yeah. gone up yeah. in your line of work because you do everything that mm-hmm. you've said? Have you ever gone up against somebody that's specifically boxing? Um, not specifically boxing. They might have just trained boxing for a little while, and I might know that in the back of my head. And but that's no good. So no, it's, it's it's not a- common for someone to come in to what you do and have say just I'm I'm just a boxer. Yeah. Or there's not somebody that does what you do and go in and say no I do MMA so I'm gonna go box. Yeah. It's uh, it's comparing apples to oranges. The comparison is not fair. Mm-hmm. They are combat sports, however, they are completely two different sports entirely, whether it be scoring or the way that you move or the way that you stand or the way that you're offensive or defensive. The, the two sports are completely different. So if a boxer comes in and he comes in throwing a heavy jab, I'm going to kick his leg out right from under him. And if he's, that front leg is not conditioned, it's only going to take a few shots before he literally cannot stand yeah, on it. Yeah. That's yeah. used to getting kicked in the leg. Yeah, over and over and over and over and over again. So what Wood is eloquently and sublimely referring to Thank you. is the McGregor mm-hmm. Mayweather fight. Mm-hmm. This is a farce. This is a money grab. Have you seen the movie Great White Hype? I have not. Alright, so do you think this is a money grab? Because that's what that movie's about. I absolutely 100% think this is a money grab. I'm going to give props to Conor McGregor for getting himself this fight. He never would have made $100 million probably in his career. Maybe in MMA, but I highly doubt it. But he's going to make $100 million for this fight. And it's incredibly smart. $100 million smart fucking dollars. $100 million. Dollars. So whatever his contract might be, I think it's it's right around $100 million, whether he wins Ooh. or loses, whatever it is. And the only way he's going to lose that is if he gets disqualified for kicking, elbowing, shooting a takedown, whatever it might be. That was. I'm sorry to cut you off. Hold mm-hmm. that thought for a second. So I just many have questions. <laughs> I just have this question. Do you think he might revert back to that? Because you, being who you are, if me and you got into a fight right now and I said, all right, let's just slap box, it's natural for you to kick me in the head, to grab me, to lock me up, to grab my forehead, whatever you do to keep a fight in your favor. Do you think he might revert to that? I don't think he'll revert to that. Like when I go and train, like 
um, and we're doing stand-up, uh, my instructor, Horn, Jeremy Horn, he might be like, okay, you're just boxing today. You're not kicking. Because he, he knows my legs are my, my greatest weapon. <laughs> Whether I'm kicking for offense, kicking for defense, countering with my kicks, whatever okay. it might be. He's just like, you're just boxing. And it's just like, actually, today you're just going to be using your jab. Okay. So I'm going to use my jab to take angles. Uh, my Did jab you sparring partner know that? No. Okay. They usually don't. But when I'm just hitting with 100 jabs over and over and over again, they Figured start out. to pick up. Kick but every now and again, I throw a hook in there and overhand or something. But... <laughs> But uh, I think he's been training boxing so long for like the last six, seven, eight months since his last fight that I don't think so. He'll want to, and I think he's going to get super frustrated by Floyd. But I think it's not worth him to get DQ'd and lose. I think it's like 80% of his purse. It's something no like, way. Shit. Yeah, it's, it's not worth it. So, so in that, who... Who do you think will win versus who do you think you're rooting or who you're rooting for or are they one and the same? So I want McGregor to win. Okay. Is McGregor going to win? Never. See, Interesting. And, and let me call it what it is because mm-hmm. you got the brothers out there. All the brothers are rooting for me, mm-hmm. for Mayweather. Mm-hmm. And you see the fucking press conferences and you got Connor out there who dresses fucking nice. Oh, he's got yeah. the nice suit. Holy Have shit, that motherfucker oh. dresses nice. Yes, he does. But you got all, you got the Irish flag and yeah. Yeah. Irish. it's become uh I don't want to say a race riot because we got that shit going on for real in yeah, Virginia, no. but it's become um, racial lines in terms yeah, of who you root for. I met one brother, and I know a lot of brothers. I met one brother rooting for fucking McGregor, yeah. and I met one white dude rooting, not not being pragmatic like you, but yeah. rooting for Mayweather. Yeah, Mayweather is kind of an asshole, but you can look at uh, McGregor and kind of say he's not. He's a little arrogant, yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I ain't met that. Yeah, you know what I mean. But if you're being pragmatic once again, like you, yep, and you know fighting, yep, you're like, eh, Mayweather's gonna beat his ass. Yep, but you want McGregor to go. Yep, and I understand that in terms of just based on how America is. And let me let me throw this question in: Is Australia like that? Does Australia run on racial lines? Um, they do, but uh, the culture is very supportive of its athletes. So they're kind of like Ireland in a lot of ways. I don't know if you've ever been to any of Conor McGregor's fights or seen like the press conferences or uh, the weigh-ins or any of the fights. They will sell out Madison Square Garden or MGM Grand in 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. And they will... Press conference? Yes. Oh, shit. They had to shut down the MGM Grand Casino after he won his first interim belt at 45 because... All of them got in there after the fights and started jumping on top of the tables, singing old Irish songs. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, the Irish fans are crazy. They'll yeah. get in there. And they I mean, is he the one that's throwing the bottles back and forth? Yes. Okay. That yeah. was for the first or second DS fight. I can't okay. remember. But he will, whenever he fights now, he's so big that he will sell out huge arenas fast. They'll sell out the, the weigh-ins, press conferences, and there'll be thousands of them that will come in droves, bring their flags, sing their old Irish songs. It's because the Irish sporting culture is so big that they support their guys. Okay. And, they, and right now, they have arguably the best fighter in MMA right now. Mm-hmm. So they're going to go, and like, oh, he's the best fighter. And if you're a fighter in Ireland, you're huge. So, fight. so they're yeah. bringing everybody. Okay. And so I went, actually went to Ireland. It was about three years ago, maybe a bit over. This motherfucker fighting on all soil. Do you keep and soil from every place you fight? No. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't fight in Ireland. I just went there on vacation with my Not even okay. just fight, but been everywhere. Yeah, been yeah. everywhere, but he's not. I'm kind of a renaissance too. man. I like to travel a little bit. That's you know, good, man. Yeah, 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 nothing so, wrong with it. So I went there, and this was when he just started fighting in the UFC. I think he had won maybe two fights, and he probably wasn't even ranked in the world at the time. And I talked to this girl about him. I was like, you know who Conor McGregor is? And she goes, he's national treasure over here. And this Damn. was before wow. he was a 
before world he was champion, big here. Before the time he was a two-time world champion, before before any of this, before the the, the, the Mayweather fight, before all that. So um, he was a sporting icon over there. If you're an Irish fighter of any caliber, whatever sport it be, people know who you are. If you're big, you get a lot of support. And if he's fighting on big venues like MGM and uh, Madison Square Garden, they will sell that place out. They will sell out everything. They will cash in their life savings to go over there and watch. I'm, I'm telling you. They will Lights for mine are gone. So I, I was talking to my buddy from New York, and uh, he's an Irish kid too, and he went to one of the McGregor uh, Mayweather press conferences over in New York, and he ran into this, this other Irish kid named Dara who was like fresh off the boat, Irish kid, um, pretty illegal. He ran into this kid. He, he's a bartender in where, where he's from, and he's just like, Dara, you're here. And he's just like, I want to miss this for the world. And mm. just, you know, and it's, the, the like they don't miss it like they have to be there you know because the, the population of Ireland is is pretty small it's only a few million people and so the sporting culture over there is is huge and if you're the best in your sport especially at fighting you're gonna get a lot of a lot of fans okay there's two questions I asked you earlier you didn't answer um, one is what time frame do you wish you were born in because based on who you are, I mean, I call you a gladiator, a modern day gladiator. And the second one is a celebrity you want to fight. And if you would answer those with an Australian accent, I'd be giddy about that shit. Because <laughs> I think it's hilarious. <laughs> what era do I wish I was born in? Ah, oh, my, that's a fucking tough one, eh? Um, <laughs> bloody fucking hell. I'd say the... Oh, my... The greatest generation, I'd say, like, the, was born in maybe 1920 and fought in World War Two, fought overseas. Uh, that's, the, that's the greatest greatest generation. Those and, were men. You know, those were, those were men. A thousand yeah. dying off every day, I'd say. I'd say those blokes are the top guys um, as far as the best generation around. Okay. And what celebrity do you want to kick the shit out of? What bloody fucking celeb? Um, start naming off some celebs. and I'm, it's gonna, I'm You could say uh, Wolverine. It's all right. Hugh Jackson. He's your countryman. You can't beat him up. He and I think my mum is a distant cousin of his. Well, you okay. can't. You can't. Distant. Well, you can't yeah. fight family. Um, who do I want to get into a fucking fist fight with? Uh, start naming some names. Then I'm just gonna. Okay. Um, let me think, let me think. my favorite Vin Diesel. Um, would who who who's else would you want to see get kicked? Mm. Who's out there, man? Let me think about it. I, I, you didn't post it. Well, you didn't post the question to me. Bloody, no. I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'll fight you with my words. I don't fight oh, you with my oh, fists. Just don't my hands, Jackson, right? Yeah, that's right. My hands are soft. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Who do I want to fight? Okay, so um, how about that asshole from uh, um, let, uh, not, uh, the, the, the fucking Lord of the Rings? That that little. Frodo, motherfucker. He be Elijah Wood. Yeah. Elijah Wood. Oh, he would. I didn't say somebody who could possibly whoop your ass. You, you're not worried about Vin Diesel. Are you? You're not thinking Vin no. could whoop you your ass. You just think of anybody. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying Wood. anybody. I feel like maybe just a backhand in there. What about? I feel like that'd just be mean though. Yeah, you know? it would. I feel like if he hit me, he would hurt his hand. <laughs> I, if, and that's if I got him to hit me. Okay. Um, like Harry Potter. How about James, James Harden? Harden? For the, for the Houston uh, Rockets, he's a point guard. No, stupid no, fucking no. beard. <laughs> and this, I don't, because, I, no, I don't. J.R. Smith, then, if we're going to talk about J.R. Smith? I can't stand that guy. Why? What do you not like about J.R.? Oh, it's fucking... just, uh, his arrogance is just, a, I don't know, I just. Uh, serious? Yeah, J.R. Smith, I, you know. He okay, would so he wants you to beat up J.R. Smith. I don't, I don't want you to beat the fuck out of Vin Diesel. Or Carmelo <laughs> I mean, Anthony, I, I, I and they're both Nicks. So I, 
I'd like to pee on his head after you guys. <laughs> I, I can't stand him like that. Oh, or maybe man. Carmelo Anthony. And I understand they're both leagues, but Carmelo started out in Denver, uh-huh. and I hated Denver because of my fandom to the Jazz. And Jazz. Carmelo was there. Oh, I'll tell you who I want to fight. Here we go. But it's not fair. It's not a fair fight. Joffrey from Game of Thrones. I don't watch Game of Thrones. No, no, do I. Joffrey, but I'm gonna Joffrey. look it up. Is he? He got the, the stupid accent. Obviously, is he an older guy? No, no, no. He's the. He's the you know who he is if you see him. Let me show you. This he's, guy. He's just an arrogant. Just guy. a weasel. He just, I just want to slap him. I want to pee on him just to defile him a little bit. Yeah, he's just a <laughs> shithead. Slap him, let him get up. Slap him again, pee on him, let him yeah. get up one more time. And then I beat up all his King's Guard guys. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so isn't, he, isn't he the king? Yeah. In it? And he's just a weasel. Yeah, and all his King's Guardmen, it's like, put down your sword. So how do you yeah. not want to beat up Jacob? What is that? Uh, Jaquin Phoenix, River Phoenix. What's oh yeah, Joaquin, Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. That's how you say. It. He's just weird. Just from fucking uh, Gladiator, which I love the pose and the picture that we got for you to put on our Facebook and Instagram page. Which when you're standing on top of the cage, talking about, are you entertained? Are you entertained? Pose? Oh my god, <laughs> you're not entertained. I saw that and I thought, I thought uh, Russell Crowe from the word go, man. That that was just. Yeah. You're not entertained. Yeah. Right, right. So I would think you'd want to beat up. Uh, Phoenix, based uh, off that alone, man. Uh, Joaquin you Phoenix. Know? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, he's just no hate there. He's just like a little boy. He's just, he's what's just, this motherfucker you talking about from Game of Thrones? He's not exactly. He's a dick. Holding he's, testosterone. Yeah, he's a dick. yeah. He kind of. He he's kinda, shooting hookers with crossbows. He's yeah, setting the river on fire. He's the kind of guy that if you saw on the street, you wouldn't know if it was a male or a female. Oh, okay. Because of how he dressed. Yeah. That's not a fair fight. That happened at Home Depot to me, man. I walked up and they were down there loading something. <laughs> I said, excuse me, sir. sir. She stood up. I go, oh, ma'am. She goes, it's okay. I was like, all right, shit. <laughs> I guess they gave me a compliment okay. the first time. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So so you you beat the dude out of Game of Thrones. You got uh, Jarrah Smith and you got Vin Diesel. Save him for last, man. Okay. I want you to be a little tight because I want to be kind of a fight. Yeah. Right? And then you get pissed because he's hitting your back. You know what I mean? Uh, and then oh, really? you knock him out and I come over and just piss on his forehead. <laughs> I can't stand that cat, man. <laughs> you seen the new Planet of the Apes? Not the new one. No. Any good? Oh, my goodness, man. I'll tell you what I do want to see. Did you see the two other than Game of, uh, the, yes. no, Sorry. Uh, excuse me. Other than uh, Planet of the Apes. I do want to see Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Oh, yeah. Dunkirk. Yeah. yeah. It's about the Second World War getting mm-hmm. British, trapped British uh, sailors out of, uh, gosh, the the area between England and the rest of Europe, that waterway. Gosh, I sound super educated right now. Um, Who's in it? Uh, no one that I really know. It's the Christopher Nolan movie, the guy that did Batman. It, it is, it's, it's not out yet, right? I think it just came out. Oh, just it. Dunkirk. Well, and they I'm, make a lot of movies about World War II. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot because of good movies. Yeah, yeah, because it's a great. And it's good, like you said earlier. Yeah, that's it's a, a great, great generation. generation. Yeah. It's, like Band of Brothers. Did you right. ever see those? Yes. Have books you ever seen Band of Brothers? Seen Band of the books even better. And yes. The book on the Pacific. Uh, here, here comes that college education. Right. Um, the book's even better, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Band of Brothers, excellent. And if I tease him too much, he's gonna get shark eyes and kick the shit. I out read of me. Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> that was better. And the Pacific was pretty good, but the two books that's based off of it's uh, a book by E. B. Sledge with the Old Breed and Helmet for My Pillow. Two excellent books. Gonna read the any like World War Two books. Those are those are good ones. Right on, man. With the old breed. No, it's good. It's a good one. All right. So is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. And I'm sure that's what he's saying, too. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. Uh. All right, guys. Well, that's that's going to do it for us. Uh, special thanks to Liam for joining us. First Take mask a... off. First mask Ooh. off, baby. First mask off. Everybody else, I'm sorry. You're going to be next. So... <laughs> Daddy got the first, huh? <laughs> so 
in case you weren't following us, follow us. Uh, second, we've got Facebook up under So What You Saying. Uh, we got Instagram up under the same. Uh, we had a little uh, accident with the So What You Saying on Instagram. There's an underscore after the so. Also... Oh, no, 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 no. Don't dance over that. Why was there an accident, Mr. Wood? I messed up. I had fat fingers, okay? Fat fingers and liquid liver. (laughs) (laughs) It happened. I forgot the password. I'm getting it sorted out. So when I get it sorted out, we'll be back. But until then, we're at so and then underscore what you're saying. And then uh, we're trying to do a new thing here. So hit us up on the email still under uh, so what you're mad at. Uh, Just just hit us up at at so what you're saying at gmail.com. Give us the title. So, what you're mad at? Give us something that you want us to talk about. We'll hit it. We'll talk about it. We'll discuss it in our own way. Maybe we're not mad at it. Maybe we are. We don't know. We'll Give make you proud. Out. We'll make you proud. Gloves off. Well, this this ain't no sensitive. This ain't no PC. This hey, we're from a different era. Okay. And, and you see that we have the explicit lyrics uh, button tagged on our thing. So we're gonna say naughty words. Well, Keith will. Big yes. boy words. <laughs> and. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher. Um, anywhere you can find us, hit us up, follow us, subscribe, like us. Liam, any last thoughts? Um, so, where is the best place? If my friends ask, where is the best place to listen to uh, this particular podcast? Would you say it's on Facebook or Spotify, Instagram? Where, where would you recommend them to go? So anywhere we'll link, but we always link back to two places in specific: uh, SoundCloud.com/slash. So what you're saying, or iTunes under So What You're Saying. How do you spell So What You're Saying? So What You're Saying is S-O-W-H-U-T-C-H-U-S-A-Y-I-N. So What You're Saying. Um, EPMD, baby. Eric and Parrish. You can even Google EPMD on YouTube, see it. So What You're Saying, that's where you find us. Nice. On that note, we Keith, out. always we a out. pleasure. We out, baby. All right. Yeah. Sing it!